All right, welcome to the first edition ever of In the Wheelhouse Playoff Edition podcast mini series. And uh, we got we saw, we got some people here. So we got the instigator. How's it going today, buddy? It's going well. It's uh, We're locked down here in Ontario still, so I'm glad the playoffs are starting because uh, I got nothing else to do. Yeah, no kidding. We're, we're not allowed to golf. We're not allowed to go outside. We can't do anything, but... One thing's for sure is there's going to be a couple of Canadian teams golfing soon. So uh, we'll touch on that in a bit. And also, we got the sniper. How's it going, Mr. Sniper? Pretty good. Looking forward to talking some playoffs. We've been uh, we've had a podcast a few times, but we've never, we've never lasted long enough to make it off to playoff hockey. So that's it. That's what, why don't we just start at playoff hockey? I think that's the best solution. Um, yeah. Uh, once again, my name is the defensive liability. Um, I'm kind of your host and I'll give my opinions, but, uh, for today we're going to get the instigator. Yeah. We'll get the instigator kind of, uh, kick it off. Um, and, uh, we'll run through some divisions, some stats, uh, thoughts, all that stuff. Um, instigator. It's all Absolutely. Time. And never lasted long enough. Uh, sniper. That's the name of your sex tape. Is it not bud? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> so we're going to start things off with the mass mutual east we're going to start things off with the first seeded penguins facing off against the fourth seeded islanders so this year the penguins went six and two while the islanders went two four and two so i'm going to shoot it over to you sniper let's hear your thoughts on the penguins versus islanders matchup so i never want to take too much into the regular season matchups because just because my experience when the Caps played them last year, they beat them all four times in the regular season and they got their ass kicked in the playoffs. But the Islanders, they play a certain way that I feel like they're just going to shut down the Penguins and play these one nothing, 2-1 games where the Penguins aren't really that great at playing those low-scoring games. They like to kind of get a high-scoring game going. They have a really good offensive team. They don't have the best defensive team. But uh, I, I, feel like the, I feel like the Penguins will sneak out too, but I think the Islanders take it in six. You're right. The Islanders do play, they do play that shutdown style. And I think we've seen it over and over again. Uh, when you have Barry Trotz behind the bench, he he doesn't coach for the regular season. Everything he does is to coach for the playoffs. So defensive liability, what are your thoughts on the Islanders versus Penguins? Honestly, isn't, uh, clarify me if I'm wrong, but isn't the, don't the Islanders have some injuries on them right now that? Like so, I think Andreas Lee's injured and a couple other than so he, he's not back for the playoffs. He's gonna that's a huge hurt to the team. But they brought in Zay Jack and Paul Mary to hopefully fill that void. They're they're not quite Anders Lee, but they they do have some good players still. And the Islanders have been absurdly healthy this year. Like like they've missed only seven games from their defenseman this year and one game from their goaltender. They are one of, if not the healthiest team in the entire league. Yeah. It's the one thing that we do have to keep in count of is like uh, sniper said, um, they are a very much um, sound team. I think they were first for goals against like our last or whatever. They had the lowest amount of goals against um, in that division. Also uh, I don't, think they are even close to the top for the goals for so they're a very reliable team when it comes to that where pittsburgh on the other hand i think they had 40 more goals than them um and 30 more goals again so they're very much a running gun type of team uh one thing that we do have to take in effect account here is jeff carter just his career has been revived since he's gone to uh 
Pittsburgh. One he has game. nine goals one in 14 game. games. One game. He had all those goals in one game. <laughs> Jeff Carter's a guy. I think he knows this. This is kind of it, right? This is that audition for whatever comes next. Uh, he's had those down years in LA, but yeah. this he's definitely taken a step up since getting to Pittsburgh. Yeah, and as the only Sens fan on Wheelhouse Hockey, uh, Cody CC is on Pittsburgh, so therefore I have to cheer for New York Islanders. I don't want to see Cody CC raise a cup because he is the worst defenseman in the NHL. But that being said, I do think that um, I, I'm so back and forth with this series, but I do think that Pittsburgh's going to take it personally. Um, I think they just have enough firepower um, to kind of overtake the Islanders. Um, we'll see how their goaltending does, though. I think that's the main thing with Pittsburgh. Uh, if they have shaky goaltending because they're not used to being in playoff hockey, eh, they're probably not going to work. So that's my opinion on it. All right. So, so, you're saying, so you're saying Penguins or Islanders? I'm saying Penguins. Mark it. How many, How games? many games? Oh, God. Uh, six games. So we have an Isles in six and we have a Pens in six. So, so here's where I'm at. I do not trust Tristan Yari or Casey DeSmith in net. And I think when you come to the playoffs – you have to break it down to who can win you a game. Yeah. I'm not sure either of those goalies can win you a game. They might not lose you a game, but can they win you a game? And I'm not sure the answer to that is yes. But Simeon Varlamov can win you a game. He's done that for them all season. Like you were saying, uh, I mean, 156 goals for, that's the third lowest total in the division, but they only gave up 128 goals. Everybody knows in the playoffs, games get closer. They get called tighter. Things get let go that wouldn't be allowed in the regular season. That's mm. the game that the Islanders are made for. The Islanders showed last year that they're built for this kind of hockey. And as Sniper knows, it was painful to watch last year. Uh, but but it's that's the kind of game they play. Do I think the Islanders have the game-breaking ability to go long? No, I don't. But I think in a, in this series, I think they're going to manage to get through. You do have guys like Jake Gunsel. You, I don't want to ever bet against Sidney Crosby. Yeah. But if there was ever a team that does it by committee, it's the New York Islanders. So I'm going to say Islanders in seven. And I think it's going to come down to the goaltending. I mean, Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac haven't been game breakers. The Islanders are also three, four and three in their last 10. So they are definitely not streaking at the right times where the pens are eight and two, but I'm going to go Isles in seven. And I think they're going to sneak that out. So I, the only, one of the big reasons I choose the Islanders is I don't think Pittsburgh is built for a tough battle in the playoffs. And the Islanders that best fourth line in hockey and they're up and down their lineup. They have guys who just grind you and beat you down and the Penguins just, they don't have those players. And when you look at the defense, the Islanders guys like Ryan Pollock, like there's guys on that defense that just, they're just minute eaters. They're guys that you don't necessarily think a lot about. You're not going to give these guys Norris trophies or anything like that, but this team plays a certain style. And I know Pittsburgh had a lot of success with their special teams. And even I know Teddy Bluger, he had a, he had a few shorthanded goals this year. I don't know how many opportunities they're going to get. And I think that that bodes well. I mean, the Islanders are a five versus five team. They want to play that game. They want to, they want guys like Clutterbuck, Sezikis. They want Matt Martin to grind you down as much as they can. That's the type of how, style they play. And that's playoff hockey. 
Absolutely. All right, let's move on. All right, so the other series in the Mass Mutual East, and I know this one's near and dear to your heart, Sniper. So we've got the, the second-seeded Capitals against the third-seeded Bruins. The Capitals went 4-4-0 four, four and oh this season, and the Bruins won the se season series go going 4-2-2. Two and two. So because this is near and dear to your heart, Sniper, I'm going to start off with you, defensive liability. Uh, this is a clear win for me for Boston. Um, Brad, Brad Marchand, Pasternak, Bergeron, Taylor Hall, Mike Riley, you name it. They got good goaltending, easy win, um, for Boston, I believe. So I, I'm, I honestly think that Boston could take this and I want to say six again. I'm going to go six Boston and six. Sorry there sniper. You're dead to me. Well, sniper, I'm going to toss it over to you here. Cause we know who you're picking. All right, so I got the Capitals, but I don't see it being an easy series. I think it goes to seven. I think the Capitals have better defense than the Bruins. I think the Capitals have bigger, more depth up front than the Bruins. But the Bruins kill the Capitals when it comes to goaltending. And there's a quote that's thrown around I see a lot that goaltending is 80% of your team. Until you don't have it, then it's 100%. And Vanacek has been good for the Capitals the whole season, but never great. And... In the playoffs, you need great goaltending, and he's while he might save nine out of ten shots, he lets in one little squeaker, and that one little squeaker in the playoffs could be the game-winning goal. And it, sometimes it only takes one. But when it comes to matchups, I, I take the Capitals' offense, I take their defense, but I I, th I think the Capitals take it in seven. It's it's going to be a lot of overtime games. I think it's going to be two one games. The regular season games sometimes got up to six to two, six to five, but I think it's going to be seven games, and the Capitals take it in seven. And I think the real question marks really start when you start looking at that COVID protocol list. Uh, when you've got the mentions of Kuznetsov, and you also have the concern there with Samsonov, right? So the options really become limited in goal for the Capitals if Vanasek can't go if something Andy, happens there Andy, you're looking at Craig Andy. Andrew, which would be i mean that would be next to the david ayers made for tv movie kind of a uh, cup run if anderson could, could go there but i mean there are question marks i think i mean sniper and i've talked like when he's on kuznetsov is a top 10 player in this game absolutely but, but there's things in kuznetsov's head that just don't seem to click reminds me a lot of alex semen yeah it's kind of sounds play like the game. yeah when he wants to play the game he's phenomenal when he doesn't want to focus on the game, that, that's when the problems start. And I mean, he's been on the COVID protocol list twice this year. He mm -hmm. was, there was discipline for both he and Samsonov on multiple occasions this year. This, it, it's strange because I thought when Zdeno Chara arrived in Washington, he would be, a, he would be this, this factor to, to bring this culture there that, that they seem to have, but it seemed to kind of faltered over the years, uh, just as the team had gotten older. But it hasn't been that way. I still think that Zdeno Chara helps the Capitals eke out that win. I think they win it in seven. But I don't think this is going to be an easy series. And I don't want to go too far ahead, but I think this is going to be a brutal series. I think these two are going to hit each other. They're going to every chance they get. I mean, the Capitals have a lot of guys nursing things. TJ Oshie's hurt. I mean, John Carlson's hurt. I mean, the Bruins are the type of team that can put the kind of forecheck on there with guys like Nick Ritchie. Nick Ritchie didn't work out when he was in Anaheim, but he's found his spot. I mean, he should have never been picked where he was, but he's found his spot in that bottom six role. And they're the type of team. I'm not sure either of these teams leaves this series at 100%. I yeah. think that whoever leaves this series, 
if you if you're the Islanders of the Pens and you can get your series done quickly, I think you can feast on either of these teams in the next round because these teams are going to beat the shit out of each other. Instigator, yeah. I just got a I got a question for you on the over under this. Does Tom Wilson get suspend, suspended the series? You know what? There is the Brandon Carlo um, yeah. like element here. If Boston gets up to an early lead in this series, it's very possible. I, I'd like to think that he has his head on straight at this point and he's focused. But if Boston goes up 3-0 and Tom Wilson tries to change a game with a single play, there's a very good chance that Tom Wilson gets suspended. Now, if this game, if this series is going seven, it's back and forth. I think Tom Wilson manages to keep it between the lines just long yeah. enough to avoid it. But it really dictates on how that, as, and it can go the other way too. If the Caps get up three to zero, Boston's not going to be happy about it. Things are going to start flying. Tom Wilson, the hockey player, is a great person. He's a great player. But when you flip that switch, he doesn't have an off button. It's when the battery runs out. That's what happens. So I'm going to say no, but I would love to say yes. Yeah. So I, I think he does. He's going to do something stupid because if you guys remember, Trent Frederick is amazing at getting under the skin of the Capitals. Uh, pretty sure a spear to his nuts from Ovechkin kind of might stick in people's minds. And Trent Frederick is he's known as a shit disturber. And between him and Marshawn, like, Wilson's going to be attacking someone. Yeah, I would hope if I would hope Laviolette could keep him under reins, but he's well, Tom Wilson when af, after the incident with Panarin, when he stood in the penalty box, you could see crazy in his eyes. Like he, the lights are on, but somebody's not always home. I love it. <laughs> I love it. All right, so that's going to take us over to the Discover Central. So first series, we have the first place Hurricanes against the fourth place Predators. Hurricanes won the season series. They went six and two. The Predators were two, five, and one. Uh, I personally don't think this is going to be a long series. Um, the Hurricanes have looked great. Dougie Hamilton. I mean, they're like, I think Jakob Slavin is the most underrated D-man in the entire league. The dude does everything right. He plays hockey the way he's one of those guys that if, if you were asking me to build my dream team, Jakob Slavin would be one of those guys on my back end eating up those minutes like no one's business. So I'm going to go Hurricanes in four here. I, I know that seems aggressive, but I mean, David Poley at the deadline was literally just trying to save his job. He didn't He didn't have the ability to make the moves to to bring players in. They just squeaked in. And I'm not sure it was because they deserve to. It's because the Dallas Stars lost 14 times in overtime or shootout. If the Dallas Stars even figure half of those out, Nashville's sitting on the outside and David Poley's being fired. So I'm going I'm going Hurricanes in four. What about you, Sniper? I, I definitely think the Hurricanes take it, but I don't know if it's going to be as easy as it, everyone makes it sound like the Preds do have some good players. Like they have some game-breaking players. They just I, what's happened to them the past couple of years? They like ever since making that Stanley Cup run, they've just honestly, it's ever since they lost PK Subban. So sorry, who who is a game-breaking player really besides Roman Yossi on? So Nashville? Philip Forsberg, I'm gonna say he's capable of 35 goals, 75 points. Matt Duchesne, he made Team Canada. Like there, there's absolutely no reason he should be as garbage as he is right now. Absolutely none. Ryan Johansson's a good player when it comes to the playoffs. Victor Arvidsson's a 
25, 30 goal guy. Like they have, they have good players. They have guys who put up almost or can put up the same amount of points as people on Carolina. It's just, I don't know what, what's happened to this team. And what would you take, would you take Ekholm, Ellis and Yossi over the de- defense on Carolina? I, I'm going to say they're more proven than Carolina's defense. I take Carolina's defense every day of the entire, of the week. But, but I do, I still think, I think it's going to be five games. I think Carolina takes it in five. I mean, when you look at the, when you look at the Hurricanes defense, I mean, when you're, like I said, you've got, I mean, Jake Gardner's out there right now, but you've got, got Dougie <laughs> Hamilton, Brady Shea, Brett Pesci, Jake Bean. Like you do have injuries that I think are going to get sorted out to guys like Slavin. Um, I just think that's a better defense. And I know Roman Yossi and Matthias Ekholm are both good defenders. But, I mean, look at the forwards. Nita Ryder, Aho, Tara Vinen, Trocek, like Svechnikov. There's so much there. So, over to you, defensive liability. Uh, honestly, like, I'm on the same boat as you guys. I do think it's going to be – I think it's going to be a sweep also. It's just like if you just look at the firepower on each team and just like – the size of each team. Carolina is a is a smaller team, but they're quick and they're like young gun kind of people. Where Nashville, on the other hand, they're also a smaller team in a sense. Um, they're they used to be all young guns, but now they're kind of like middle aged men, hockey player that are just mediocre at best. Like that, like they're leading point getter was roman yossi at 33 points and that's pretty embarrassing you have to have 33 points as your top score and on a defenseman when there's a lot more i, don't know, I guess offensive production coming from carolina so well, to ask you guys a question yeah well matt duchene had 13 points this year <laughs> is matt duchene still a threat though every time he's on the ice no no you don't think so no, absolutely no? not. From the Predators games I've watched, he <laughs> the only threat Matt Touchane is is to himself and his next contract every time he touches the puck. I know. I, I still feel like he he's got that skill that if he comes to play, he can play. Like you you don't make Team Canada for for no reason, and it's not like, yeah, like he's not he like made Team someone Canada on someone else's back. Like when he made Team Canada, he was playing with other players in Colorado. Yeah, that, like. Look at what he's done since then. He he was great he on started, our. He started the demise of the Ottawa Senators. Like, <laughs> I mean, everyone knew that this was going to be a bad contract. No one knew it would be this bad this fast. Well, the one thing with Matthew Shane too, I guess, with the Ottawa Senators in general, is Ottawa tends to suck the life out of players while they're in Ottawa, and then they go other places and they just suck. So it's it's worked out for Ottawa. Everything, the, the Carlson thing, Duchesne, Kyle Turris, you name it, it's worked out. But I hope Mark Stone does well. But we'll go down to that in a bit. All right, which brings us to our next matchup in the Discover Central. We have the second-placed Florida Panthers versus yeah. the third-placed Tampa Bay Lightning. So this season, the Panthers went 5-2-1 and one against the Lightning, and the Lightning finished the season series 3-5-0. and oh. So this series is something that uh, may not have been as interesting, but I think something that we all kind of expected was announced today. Um, John Cooper announced in breaking news that they expected to add both Steven Stamkos and Nikita Kucherov to their Stanley Cup playoff roster. 
So how do you think this is going to play out, Sniper? So I think as soon as they come back, it's it's not even a contest anymore. For, Florida's got some good players, Huberto, Barkov, Ekblad, but it's talent, matching talent to talent. It's, it's not even a competition. I think, I think Tampa Bay takes this in, in five. Maybe, maybe Florida will squeak one out, but I think Tampa takes it in five. But who's Florida's starting goalie? Is it going to be Bobrovsky? Is it going to be Spencer Knight? Who, who's starting the, the playoffs? I think you have to. I think you've got to expect it to be Bobrovsky. I, I'm going to say Spencer Knight. Spencer like, Knight would be unbelievable. Bobrovsky has been god awful ever since he came to Florida. Is Chris Drieger hurt or is he still going? He's still going, but I just don't think that. I mean, Florida's not committing to committing to him beyond that. I mean, the other question is, uh, and I'm, I mean, Spencer Knight is how old? He's 20 years old. So. If he, he he's only played four games this season, so that means he can only get into three more games before his entry level contract slides. So if he plays three more games, he loses the slide. So it depends on what the Panthers are thinking. Are they thinking control or are they thinking I want to win now? Because again, Drieger's been extremely good this season as well, right? Like he's, he's best in the numbers, man. He like he's unreal. So I mean, I think it's going to be him. I mean, he's got the. I mean, he's got 23 games played. He's got a goals against average of 2.07 and a save percentage of 9.27. So I think you're going with him or Knight. So defensive liability. Where are you on this one? I honestly like. I'm going to go completely against the grain with Mr. Sniper there. Um, hey, when's the last time Kucherov even touched an NHL game? And he's supposed to jump right in the playoffs. All, all um, season, but he's been practicing for a few weeks now and. I feel like it, when you're a talented player like him, you, and you just need to set up Stamkos. I don't know because like the tempo is just so much different because people are like giving it all, and this guy's like day one back on the ice. Um, and then if I remember last playoffs, like I think he was injured, but he just looked awful. There's something about him. Uh, you can't really count on the liability of Stamkos and his injuries, um, but to, on Florida side. You have probably the two best player, possibly the best players in that division on that team, and Huberdeau and Barkov. Like those two alone are unreal. Um, then you got Patrick Hornquist, who's a, a really good grinder. Um, you got ah, Eklad on Ek, Ekblad. Ekblad on defense. You got the Duke himself, Duclair. So you won't, be, you won't see an Aaron Ekblad though. That leg is still broken. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's just well, but, um, a big shot. But you also Sam Bennett. Also, I just want to give a shout out to Sam Bennett. Um, he got 15 points in 10 games. Big shout out there, Raku Gudis, Washington Capitals. Great. Um, there's, yeah, the, I I honestly think that um, Florida's going to take it once again in six. So, you know what, like. I, I would love to believe that the hockey gods will smite the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, for the Kucherov shenanigans. And don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think Nikita Kucherov didn't have surgery to avoid playing this season so they could circumvent the salary cap. But I think he, the Lightning knew full well what they were doing. He's been practicing, like Sniper said, for over a month now. There's no way that this guy wasn't ready to go, but he sat on the sidelines. And and don't get me wrong, I'm a Leafs fan. I know all about Robida Island. I know all about the whole Joffrey Lupel scandal. The adding Nathan Nathan Horton. 
there are things that you can do to make the salary cap work for you. To me, this isn't one of those things. I would love to think that the hockey gods will stop the lightning here. And I do, I don't think the lightning on a repeat, but I'm actually going to say that I think the Panthers are going to win this in seven. Yeah. I think the Panthers have that gritty style that can kind of grind this out. Sam Bennett is a playoff performer. He's shown year over year how dangerous he is. He's also shown how bad things are in Calgary. They refuse to give him a defined role, and look what he's done since coming to the Panthers. Sam Bennett has turned around his entire career. This guy was, I believe, a number four overall pick, and they basically chased him out of town because they didn't understand if he was a winger or he was a center, if he should be in the top six or the bottom six. They never gave the guy a chance for more than 15 minutes at a time. I think he's really developed here in Florida. I'm going to go Panthers in seven. But part of me is just hoping that that is the hockey gods stopping the Panthers from being able to uh, being able to get uh, the lightning from getting anything going. So with that, we move over to probably one of the most hotly debated divisions in hockey. We're going to move over to the, Sco- the Scotia North. Um, we're going to start off with the first place Toronto Maple Leafs against the fourth place Montreal Canadiens. So over the season, Toronto went 7-2-1 and one against the, uh, the Habs, and Montreal was 3-6-1. and one. So defensive liability, I know you've got a lot invested in the Scotia North division. So I'm going to start off with you. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's honestly, it's very clear cut. It's going to be Toronto winning this. I, I have no faith whatsoever in Montreal. Um, I don't think they have a good team. I think they're overrated. Um, who like who, who, Eric Stahl? Did they cut? Yeah, they got Eric Stahl. Like, what has he done since joining Montreal? Yes, Barry Kotkaniemi struggles started with the debut of Eric Stahl. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't surprise me. If you just look up front, you got Mitch Marner, Austin Matthews, John Tavares, good old Willie. Um, they got Spezza, they got Joe Thornton, they got like this is just the fourth line, Wayne Simmons. They have like a, a veteran solid fourth line that will do well. Um, then you add Nikki Felino into that, one of Ottawa's greats. And this is where, as a Sens fan, um, there's a little bit of internal battle going on because you don't want to see Toronto do well. We don't want to see you win the cup. But Ottawa still loves Nick Foligno and Jason Spezza. Um, it's it's the facts. It's true. Uh, the only thing I have to say, um, I'm going to bounce this to you, Mr. Instigator. Um, Freddie Anderson, his first game back playing Ottawa, I think four goals went off his butt and in because he's facing backwards in the net. Like, What is this guy doing? Like, What's happened to him? So I actually wrote an article before the season started and I was absolutely ripped on it. Um, and I said that Freddie Anderson suffered an injury two seasons ago and he hasn't been the same goalie since. And he suffered a really bad groin strain. And if you watch Freddie Anderson play, he struggles to get to the ice. He struggles to get his five hole closed last year. I don't know if you know this, but he gave up the most goals out of any goaltender in the league through his five hole. And a lot of that can be linked back. And if you look up the article that I wrote, it can be linked back to his inability to close that space off. Um, I don't think that that's going to be an issue for the Leafs. I think the Leafs are running with Jack Campbell. I think Jack Campbell, he's gone 17-2-2 this year. He wiped Carey Price out of the record books when he started 11-0 this season. 
Um, I think the Leafs are going to ride Jack Campbell. Um, but I mean, I'm going to pass this over to you, Sniper. I know you've been very critical of the Scotia North. So I want to hear your thoughts here. So I, I'm, I want to say Montreal is going to take it. If you saw the way Price plays in the playoffs, he's You big. don't know anything about hockey if you think yeah. Montreal is going to take it. I, You're I, out think, of your mind. I think they are going <laughs> to pull off an upset, and I think they're going to do it. It's not going to be quick. It's not going to be clean. Toronto's going to win an 8-1 game, but Montreal is going to beat them a 2-1 game. I think it's going to be a series like that where Toronto's going to, their firepower is going to come through in a game, but then Montreal is just going to shut it down the next game. If Claude Julien was still the coach, I feel like they would they would do great in the playoffs because you saw how Montreal did last year. They should have beat Philly. They beat Pittsburgh. It was Pittsburgh, right? They kicked the crap out of Pittsburgh in the mm-hmm. opening uh, play-in yeah. round. I feel like as long as they don't try to get into a running gun game with the Leafs, because if they try and do that at all, the Leafs are just going to wipe the floor with them. But that, that's Montreal's game, though. They, they're running gun. Is they don't have like big guys, so no, like, but they have guys who they work. They're star players. Paul Byron. No, I'm just joking. They, <laughs> but uh, they, they do have some skilled players. They have some hardworking players. I feel like if they play a shutdown style game, they can make it a make it a series with the Leafs. But if they don't then the Leafs are just going to run the show with it. But uh, I'm going to, I'm going to go against you guys. I'm going to say Montreal in seven. So I've watched a lot of the Scotiabank North and I think there has been a lot of talk about how bad the North is. And yeah. to be honest with you, I completely disagree. Toronto did these, did this exact same thing last year when they played against the rest of the league. Edmonton did this exact same thing. Connor McDavid has lit up the league since he came into this year. It doesn't matter if he's playing the Senators. It doesn't matter if he's playing the Minnesota. Do you not think Matthews and people say to me, Matthews wouldn't have scored this many goals. Do you not think Austin Matthews would have lit up Detroit, Buffalo, New Jersey? There are so many teams out there. People talk about the Avalanche and the Golden Knights as the favorites in this league. Oh, wow. Guess what? You guys beat the shit out of California all year. Give yourself a round of applause. No one gives a shit. Truthfully, I think when you look at this Leafs team, Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, Justin Hole, you have Jake Muzzin, Rasmus Sandin, when Zach Bogosian gets healthy, that's a solid top six defense. When you look at who's up next, Travis Dermott, you've got Ben Hutton. And then you look at the forward lines, Hyman, Matthews, Marner, Felino, or you're probably going to go Galchenyuk, Tavares, Nylander. And then you've got Zach Hyman, Ilya Mikheyev, Riley Nash, who might be one of the most underrated additions. He's, a, he's the best shutdown center in the league. The Toronto made people think the Leafs are this run and gun style. The Leafs are not what people seem to think they are. The Leafs only gave up 144 goals this year. Everyone talks about how run and gun this division was. It was not run and gun. The Leafs shut teams down. The Leafs, the Leafs did it with Michael Hutchinson playing significant time. David Riddick. The Leafs have used four starting goalies this year, and they never faltered. The Leafs' power play started off the year operating at a 40%. There's something like four in 60 in their last 60 power play attempts. Their power play is operating at lower than anything I've seen, and this team has continued to score five versus five. This team is a real threat. Toronto will beat Montreal in five. There's nothing that Montreal has to offer. No. We don't even know if Terry Price will play. Terry Price oh. is still nursing a concussion. Today, they are the team's 100% healthy. 
has been. Well, let's go. Because I saw a picture of Shea Weber today, and Shea Weber still got a brace on his left thumb. So if Shea Weber's going in there and he can't even clear the puck properly, there's going to be trouble. But Toronto beat Toronto beat Montreal when they were healthy. I don't see a world where that rinky-dink Dominic Ducharme coach team beats the Leafs. But I'm also a Leafs fan, so I know shit goes bad, and I know it goes bad fast. I just want to so clarify for the a couple things here. So I just want to recap the Leafs' seasons here. So they blew a five-goal lead against the Sens. They lost the season series to the Sens, and they lost their last game to the Sens. I just want, I just want to put that out there with your dream team on defense there that it's not working out too well, but I'm just chirping. That's all. That's literally the only thing you have to, and don't get me wrong. I think if this season, and if I'm not mistaken, Toronto went five, two and two against Ottawa. So they did not lose the season series. They beat yeah. Ottawa in the season series. They lost a five goal lead. Yeah. In the second goal of the season, teams blow leads. I get that. But if you look at what the Leafs did against teams like the Oilers, if you look at what the Leafs did against the Oilers, they shut down McDavid. There was a three-game stretch where everyone expected. Every time the Leafs were expected to lose first place, they didn't. Winnipeg also, came Didn't uh, McDavid kind of railroad you a few times as well? Well, McDavid makes Morgan Riley look like a turnstile once a game. <laughs> but that's not saying much. McDavid makes everyone look like a turnstile. I so, just want to, like, sorry, just to kind of backtrack one of your comments just on the, the North Division being the worst division. I don't think the North Division is the worst division. I think they have the worst goaltending and defense in, in the I, league. I 100% agree with that statement. And that's why that's a reason that McDavid and Matthews can run shot. I don't think that, though, because those guys are pretty damn good, if you ask they me. They are pretty damn good, but... I'm sure they would have lit up Casey DeSmith, no problem. So, um, yeah, that's when you look. There's like people talk about, oh, there's bad goalies. There's bad goalies. Sniper over here still drools over Braden Holtby. So don't tell me he's a bad goalie. Well, Thatcher Demko took. <laughs> Thatcher Demko took the job. He Thatcher is one of the unreal. best incoming. Yeah, Mike Smith is having. He's got a 9.23 save percentage, 2.31 goals against average. Connor Hellbuck. Former Vesna winner. You have Jakob Markstrom, Vesna nominee. I said that Tuka Rask was a better goalie than Carey Price. People tried to rip my head off for it. But in actual fact, Carey Price's legacy is based off of four years where he was damn near unbeatable. But so it's funny. Carey Price is a god whenever it works for somebody. But whenever it doesn't, he's a sieve. Like at the end <laughs> of the day, Matt, Mar Matt Martin, Matt Murray has won two Stanley Cups. People say that the goaltending this division is bad. It's nowhere near as bad as people think, seem to think. When you look at the preseason, everyone was saying, Calgary's defense is so good. Edmonton's defense is this. Vancouver's defense is improved. Vancouver was dealt a shitty hand with COVID this year. And Elias Pettersson getting hurt definitely hurt that team. But the division's not as weak as people think. When you look at the West, which we will get to next, um, it is not quite. Uh, Arizona, who gives a shit? You have the three teams from California. None of those teams made the playoffs. They were all fighting for the bottom last year. There yeah. are worse divisions. And but, I just want to so add in one more comment on this from my perspective as a Sens fan. The only reason why we're probably not in the playoffs is because of Matt Murray and Marcus Holberg because they were terrible at the beginning of the year. Then we had – Sniper, do you have an opinion over there? 
You think that's why they didn't make the playoffs? Yes. That is the sole reason. They're giving up seven goals a game. Like, what? What? As, like, as somebody who watched the North, I actually said to Sniper yesterday, if this was an 82-game season, Ottawa passes Montreal for that fourth playoff spot. He did say that. And also maybe but, Winnipeg too, because Winnipeg limped into the playoffs. So I think that's going to be our next topic here. That is. that is, So I do need defensive liability. You have Toronto, but in how many games? Uh, I'm going with a clean sweep. You're going with a sweep as well. Yeah. So we've got ads in seven, Leafs in four, and Leafs in five. So we have one more series that we can get to, guys. That's the last series in the North. We have the second-place Oilers taking on the third-place Jets. The okay. Oilers went seven and two against the Jets, and the uh, the Jets actually just went two and seven. So they, uh, they did not put up much of a fight no. there. So, Sniper, we are going to toss it over to you here. So depth-wise, up, up front, I think the Jets – I think they're more. They're they have more depth. They have more star players, but the defense on Winnipeg. I don't think that can contain McDavid. I think McDavid is just gonna tear through them. There's gonna be a couple of games where they the Jets make Mike Smith look the age that he is and the goaltender that he is. But I, I don't. I don't see Winnipeg putting up a fight. I'm, I'm gonna say Edmonton in five. Edmonton in five. All right, defensive liability. Uh, mine's going to be very similar. Uh, Edmonton, uh, I would say five also. Just I only keep mine short and sweet. It's Winnipeg literally limped into the playoffs. They're like a wounded animal that just got hit by a car and just ended up in the right place at the right time. So, um, will they survive? No, but are they in the right place? Yes. So, you're saying Edmonton in? Uh, I'm going to go. Five. Five. So I believe there are defining moments for a team. They happen at different points in the season. The Leafs have, have been part of, of two of those in the North, if you ask me. When Jake Muzzin flipped the puck at Matthew Tuchuk and no one responded, <laughs> things changed for Calgary. The last time, one of the last times the Leafs played the Jets, Joe Thornton tried to fight Nikolai Ehlers. Because Ehlers decided to uh, to spear him low, Ehlers didn't take that fight. Thornton took multiple minors trying to to goad him into a fight, and Ehlers didn't accept. After that game, Ehlers went on the uh, the injured reserve. That seemed like the moment that that swagger the Jets had died, and that's what I feel almost ended the Jets season. Um, in their last 10, I believe they're two and eight. They're not even dragging teams into the deep end. They're not forcing teams into overtime either. This is a Paul Maurice special. I'm not a Paul Maurice fan. I think Paul Maurice has a very short shelf life in most of the teams he goes to. <laughs> Winnipeg has problems. We've heard it before. We heard it when Pat, when you have, when you can't make it work with a guy like Patrick Line, who is such an elite offensive talent there are problems in your room. But that's not the first time we've heard about problems in the room. But of course, before it was Evander Kane, and Evander Kane was the problem. And this time, it was Patrick Laine. So it seems to be that that group has issues with top-level talent. And fun fact, they're going to have issues with top-level talent again. And by that, I mean McDavid and Dreisaitl. I do not see them stopping the, stopping the, the Oilers no. unless one thing happens. <gasps> And the only way this series goes more than five games is if you hurt me. 
Well, is it Connor Hellebuck? Uh, Stands on his head. Connor yeah. Hellebuck is is one of the few game changing goalies. It's Vasilevsky. It's Hellebuck. It's those goalies that can just change a series. Now, the only other thing that changes this series, if Mike Smith goes down and Miko Koskinen is forced into yeah. that net, there is not a situation where Miko Koskinen leads this series. This leads him beyond this. But I do believe the NHL is salivating about a Matthews McDavid matchup in the second round and i think that's what we're going to see we're going to see oilers in five games yeah i agree and if so when edmonton's at home and they get the the lineup change when they get to choose tell me if this bottom six can contain mcdavid dominic tony natto and adam lowry mason appleton jansen harkins nate thompson trevor lewis does, does it sound like any of those players are going to be able to shut down McDavid? Absolutely. I think they're top three line player potential in that. I'm just joking. Yeah. No chance. <laughs> I think there's – there's no one's stopping McDavid. I don't think there's a bottom six in the league that are made to stop McDavid over a seven-game series. Um, even though I like I like the Leafs matchup with, with a guy like Riley Nash and Zach Hyman on the third line in a way that you can try to contain him, that's all you're looking to do is contain him and limit. If the Edmonton Oilers are going to beat you, you try to make it Tyler Ennis and not Connor McDavid. But I just don't see, I don't see a world where that can happen here. Yeah. All right. Well, I, I the definitely, only, uh, the only thing ahead. we have left is, sorry, do you have more to add on the, uh, the Oilers there? No, no. I, I just think that it's very clear already before the, the these playoffs started who we're going to see in the second round, but it's the playoffs. You never know what happens, but we should uh, move on to the last division. So I, uh, well, this is where it gets a little funny because we're not quite sure where things are going to go. Currently, the Colorado Avalanche are trailing the LA Kings one to nothing after the first period. Uh, this is where things get a little confusing, and we'll throw up our final picks on the wheelhouse page for everybody. Uh, but right now, we've got the potential of two series. We could see the Colorado Avalanche versus the Minnesota Wild or the Colorado Avalanche versus the St. Louis Blues, who they both have matched up well against. They went 5-2-1 and one against the Wild, 5-3-0 and oh against the Blues. Now, if you look at the Vegas Golden Knights, I think the Vegas Golden Knights are rooting hard for the LA Kings right now because not only does that give them the President's Trophy and the President's Trophy curse, but so far this year, Vegas is only 3-4-1 and one against Minnesota. And I know we can't make predictions because we don't know what's happening here, but guys, I want to say everyone's talking about Colorado and Las Vegas. Do not sleep on the Minnesota wild. Like for real, the thrill, like there's a lot going on there. I, I, I just, we, we don't know what's going to happen, but if Minnesota draws Las Vegas, they very well could knock them off. And if you give a team like Minnesota a little bit of momentum, that's dangerous. I actually, I hate that Minnesota is doing good this year because uh, what's their GM's name? Bill Guerin. I thought Billy every, every move he made this, this offseason, I thought was absolutely stupid. Like there was no sense behind any of the moves and every move has seemed to work out. Like the team actually improved quite a bit. Whether Do, do they have a new coach this season? Uh, I don't. I will admit, I do not enjoy the Minnesota Wild enough to watch any of their games. <laughs> But I, I just think honestly, like I just think the Krill is the reason why the team turnarounds. If you look at the team, they're pretty much the same as last year in a sense. Like yeah. it's really not much other than a different goaltender that still gave up almost three goals a game. Like 
I don't know. I just don't think Minnesota has an arm in this race. I think the same as St. Louis. I think it's just going to be clear cut Vegas and Colorado. There's just too much firepower on each team to kind of compete with those two teams. So uh, that's, that's my saying for both already. I'm just calling it now. So Vegas has a great, I don't even want to say top six because it's Chandler Stevenson, the top line center. Is Matthias Yanmark a top line player? Right. I wouldn't think so. I mean, some teams are putting top line numbers, but it's based off of opportunity. It's not based off skill. I mean, yeah. like like the defensive liability said earlier, Mark Stone could make me look good on the ice. Yeah. And I mean, Max Pacioretty has had a what the hell just happened kind of season. Absolutely. He's had a couple of those, man. Like ever since he moved to Vegas, he's actually done really well. Um, I think Montreal, like, I think that kind of just burnt him out, I would almost say. But, like, ever since that, he's put up solid numbers to be, like, a, a good, like, second-line player kind of thing. So, um, I don't know. I, I just think, like, Johnny Marchessault, Stone, Pacioretty, um, Wild Bill, Stevenson's really fast. Then you got Shea Theater on defense. Um, I think it's – and then you have Alex Martinez, um, which I think he won a cup with LA, if I remember. Yeah, he did. I think he played with Drew Doughty at the time. Yeah, so they, I, I don't know, they just have all the pieces there to do it. Um, do, do either of you know these names? Zach Whitecloud, Nicholas Hogg, Dylan Coughlin? I have no idea who they are. How often do you watch Vegas games? Not very often, but exactly. Do you know them? Yeah, I know them off by heart. Oh yeah, I am a huge Vegas fan. <laughs> There's that. I mean, it'll be interesting to see because I don't like Vegas has played some tough games where I mean I'm not sure where they're like they're looking at. Like, are you getting Ryan Reeves back? Like, I know Peyton Krebs they believe broke his jaw, so you probably won't be seeing him. Uh, but are you getting Thomas Nosek back? I mean, there's. There's a lot. Vegas has been playing. Vegas has been playing with 15 players. They played the other night with five defensemen and 11 forwards or something ridiculous because yeah. they didn't have the cap room to ice an entire team. So it'll be interesting to see when you look at that Vegas team. Like they, it was funny. I thought for a time I was like, why doesn't this team have to protect somebody in the expansion draft? I look at this team now. I'm not sure if they have enough people that it would they would even lose somebody of value other than a goaltender probably, but. It's it's one of those things where I wonder if that goalie controversy will rear its head, if they're if that flurry or Leonard run if they run into that issue again. But again, like if you look at Colorado, look at the Colorado Avalanche team, it's absolutely insane. So I think that I think what we're saying here is we I expect Minnesota to be a threat to whoever they play. I'm not sure they get through them. If they get through them, they could be dangerous. But uh, I think we're looking at a Vegas Colorado second round. But uh, that's everything we have, folks. Uh, defensive liability. Do you want to take us home? Yeah, for sure. So uh, we'll we'll pick it up in the second round. Um, comment, guys. We want to hear everyone's opinions. Uh, we love to hear them. What's right? What's wrong? Calls, idiots. We don't really care. It's all for fun. We're just talking about it the other day. Um, once again, on the defensive liability, we got the sniper and we got instigator. Have a great night and uh, go sends right. Absolutely. Right to the golf course. Well, they can't go golfing. That's right. Ontario. All right. Have a good night, everyone.